Welcome to the ADHD Refresh Podcast. My name is Anne-Marie Espina, and I am an expert in ADHD transformation for entrepreneurs. I have a lifetime of experience navigating ADHD all the way from junior high to high school to post-secondary institutions, successfully navigating my own career and also successfully running my own business. I am absolutely obsessed with helping you release old stories and narratives of ADHD that are holding you back so that you can start achieving your 10-year goals right now. You can be, do, or have whatever you want in this life. You just need the right skills to get you there. So within this podcast, you will find the skills that have drastically transformed the lives and businesses of countless clients that I have worked with. My goal of this podcast is to share with you skills, strategies, and tools to show you how you can move from being a made-for-more entrepreneur into a powerful CEO that can create the thriving business you've always imagined. So if you are someone who is looking to level up your business, and if you are somebody who wants it all in life, this podcast is for you. You will learn a powerful strengths-based approach so you can ditch the overwhelm, gain clarity and peace of mind so that you can create the business and life of your dreams. I am so excited to have you here. Let's help you transform into a powerful CEO. As you all know, I am totally obsessed with the Align Planner, and I'm so excited to announce that this episode is sponsored by the Align Planner. And one of the reasons that I love the planner so much is because when I use it at the beginning of the day, it helps me feel really empowered, really confident, and really aligned. So I truly believe that all ADHD entrepreneurs can feel like this when they start their day. And one of the reasons that it really helps is because it allows me to take all of the ideas that I have rolling around inside of my brain and it helps me prioritize them in terms of what is the most important thing that I need to get done in my day. And it really helps me stay on track. It's one of the tools that I use to still be a really easily distracted entrepreneur and still get results in my business. So. Before I started using this planner, seriously, I was a totally hot mess, (laughs) okay? And now that I use it, it, I know that when I use it in the morning, it helps me stay on track for my yearly goals, my monthly goals, my weekly goals, so I don't have to stress about, am I moving the needle forward in my business? And I love this planner so much that all of my clients use it, they all rave about it. And so if you're someone who really wants to feel calm, you want to feel empowered, and you want to feel aligned in your business when you start your day, and you want to feel like a powerful CEO, you have to get your hands on a copy of this. And, you know, don't take my word for how powerful it is. Discover it for yourself. And in the show notes, I have the link for the Align Planner. So seriously, go and check it out. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing. So gorgeous. And when you go to the checkout, make sure that you use my discount code Anne-Marie15 because you're going to get an extra cheeky discount. Okay, so we are tuning in to another episode of the ADHD Refresh, and I am so freaking excited. I have a beautiful guest with me today who is a beaming light of energy and amazing joy. So Chelsea, I am so freaking excited to have you on as a guest. So welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am so thrilled to be here. 
This is gonna be fun. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know. How do I say your last name? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a really good question. It's Ithoven. Uh and Eithoven. my husband's okay. Ithoven. My husband's Dutch and we're from, well, he's from Mississippi in the United States. And he says, their family just says, well, that's how we say it. Although I'm sure Dutch people probably would not say it that way. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to roll with it. <laughs> we're going to roll with it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So yeah, I wanted to bring Chelsea on the podcast today because everything that you talk about is so in line with how I live my life. Right. I, say a lot of the time that having ADHD is a lifestyle and one of the lifestyle components, the biggest freaking part of it for me is like health and wellness movement, really looking after myself because I can't show up if I'm like eating all this junk food. I notice my energy is like drained. I'm super irritable. So um, for me being a powerful CEO, the number one thing is health and wellness. And so that's why I wanted to bring you on to talk about this amazing topic, because it really honestly is so instrumental in you being successful in business. So, um, for my audience who doesn't know who you are, give us a little introduction. Yeah. Yeah. And I completely agree. I feel like when I'm not, uh, doing my practices, uh, my normal wellness practices, I feel like, the rest of my life kind of <laughs> falls, falls away. Like it's just kind of a mess pretty much. So I totally feel that. So I am Chelsea Eithoven. Like you said, I am a wellness and mindset coach for women with ADHD. And I was diagnosed with ADHD at age 30. So I'm currently 31. So, um, it's been a big learning experience, um, understanding what ADHD means and understanding that ADHD actually does have a large impact on our health, our wellness practices and our habits. Um, like you said, ADHD is a lifestyle. It, there's not one part of our life that it doesn't touch. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was a health and wellness coach prior to getting my ADHD diagnosis. And once I got that diagnosis and realized, oh my gosh, I think I started talking just to ADHDers and was like, this, these are the people who hear me who are having the same experiences as me. So it's been really fun to kind of make that transition. So yeah, that's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's so cool. And literally we live, work in the best freaking niche ever. Everybody that we come in contact with is like this, this vibrant, amazing soul with like so much energy, best for life. So I love, I just love this community so much. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Me too. It's so funny. You talk about building your network a lot. Um, and since I've been diagnosed, I don't feel like I've ever felt so seen in my life and like, feel like I can really be unfiltered with all these people that have ADHD. Cause I'm like, they're so similar to me. They get me. And <laughs> in other circumstances, I felt like I've had to filter myself and yeah. it's really liberating to not feel that way. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice. Hey, it's like, um, super funny. My friend Rochelle was visiting me and she we were both clients to each other, actually. She obviously has ADHD. And the whole time our conversations were just like, what was I saying? What was I saying? Where was I going with this story? <laughs> oh my God, so great. <laughs> yeah, me and my friends always end up talking over one another. But somehow we're all still listening. Like I have a group of yeah. three best friends. We're all still listening. And we're talking over one another. And we're going back to a topic that was 30 minutes 
minutes ago and then we're hopping back to somebody else's and it's my husband's like i don't know what's going on and i'm like don't worry about it <laughs> we all know what's going yeah, you on you don't need to yeah, yeah. i love that so much <laughs> oh that's so good okay cool so yeah for the topics that we're basically going to be talking about today is i want to i want to talk about your story you know th some things that you're doing for yourself um we're going to talk about structure a little bit of self-compassion and then our all or nothing mentality and the novelty of just everything, right? As, as soon as it's new, we're excited. When it's not new, it's like not interesting anymore. <laughs> right. So, right. yeah. Okay, cool. So start us off with, um, yeah, what's been your journey getting into, I guess, this health and wellness, right? Yeah, it's, whew, it's that, that could be like an hour long conversation. So stop me at any time if I'm like just rambling forever. <laughs> Um, I mean, this it has been a central focus of mine for, I would say my entire life. Um, and <laughs> like ever since I was younger, but it's shifted so drastically. So when I was younger, my pursuit was always, um, let's be real, like being as thin and as small as possible. Right. And trying to contort my body into being the ideal. Right. And I thought once I finally reached this weight, once I finally reached, like we all have that one, like highly unrealistic weight that for some reason we think once we reach it, like the, our world's going to be perfect. Right. Or at We're least that be happy. Yeah. And, um, that, right. That I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be confident. I'm feel so good. Everything's going to be great. I'm going to, you know, find the love of my life when I was younger and all that good stuff. Uh, turns out that's not exactly true. <laughs> um, yeah. and I just spent most of my life chasing my own tail, trying to lose weight, doing things that were highly unsustainable and looking back like quite disordered in pursuit of thinness and, and masking it as trying to be healthy. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and I think I just finally reached a breaking point. Like I can't do this anymore. I can't try and force myself into this box of what I society thinks I should be, what I think I should be. Um, I, this isn't me. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like the different diets. Yeah. I always thought somebody else had the answer when it came to mm -hmm. my health and wellness, exercise, nutrition, and the shift that I've made the past few years is realizing really that like nobody else is the guru except for me. Like nobody yeah. has the, knows the perfect diet for me, except for me. Nobody knows the perfect exercise routine for me, except for me. And really leaning yeah. into instead of trying to change who I am at the core and be like, Oh, I need to change to be a better version of me. It's been become more about discovering me and like peeling back all the layers and yeah. realizing, um, like it just gets to be easy because I, mm -hmm. I get to do it in the way that works for me. So, and that's been really a pattern that goes all throughout my whole life, right? Business, uh, relationships, health and wellness, so yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's my yeah. story in a nutshell. I love, I love that so much. And that's uh, my other friend who I had on the podcast um, from the Align Planner, Chelsea. She was saying the same thing, right? She's 33, had everything like, you know, the million dollar business, three kids. And she was like, I wasn't happy. And that's what happens is we think things outside of us are going to make us happy externally or the perfect body. And when you don't have that, it's like, 
you, or you, or you get there and then you're like, okay, well, what the heck? I'm still not happy. Right. So it's like, you have to wake up and choose to be happy no matter what's happening in your life right now, whether your perfect body is here or not. Right. I think on the journey of body image, it's like, you have to appreciate already what you have, the body that you have, no matter whether it's your dream body or not, your body is keeping you alive. It always shows up for you every single freaking day. Right. So, um, I love, I love that you've discovered that and you're helping other people do that as well. It's so freaking important. Yeah. And something on that note that you just remind me of, first of all, um, I listened to that podcast and, uh, became obsessed with Chelsea. Her name is right. I, yeah. but I, I've yes. been, like I've been looking at the aligned planner and I'm definitely going to get one. I'm oh like, my God, oh, girl, you gotta get it. It's like, I, get it. I know it's it looks so amazing. good. It's totally changed my life. I have it literally sitting right next to me. Here, and I'm like, <laughs> I look at it and it makes me so happy. <laughs> I got to get it. Yes. Um, and then the other, the other thing you, I was going to say too. <laughs> oh, heck yes. Okay. You're gonna have to give that to me. Um, the other thing I was going to say on that note too, was you said, uh, we get there and we're not happy. And it's like that Chelsea was saying that too. And I think it's because it's our thought habits along the way. If along the way we keep thinking like I'm almost there or, uh, we're noticing all the negatives when we get there, mm-hmm. we're not even going to notice that we're there. Cause we're still in the thought habit of noticing all the negatives. So oh my that's gosh, why mindset 100%. work. I feel like a lot of people think it's sorry. My, my computer is like, my internet's not great. So I'm like probably talk. That's about okay. <laughs> no, don't, um, don't worry. It's probably mine as well. Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So anyways. Yeah. So, okay, cool. I, I wanted to, um, sorry, I have a hundred thoughts that are going inside of my mind. I told my the people who are listening to my podcast, I'm like trying to stay on task with like my, my new, my new plan. I'm like, okay, stay structured. Literally the next section is the next question is structure. And I'm like, but I want to go over here. <laughs> um, it's so hard. So, I know. I, feel I, know that. Right? <laughs> um, I totally agree with you in terms of like our thoughts though. And I think a lot of people, when you don't understand how your brain operates and the way that it's trying to keep you safe and how it picks up habits, makes it really hard to like work with your brain because then you're like, well, I just can't do habits. It's like, no, your brain is just wired a specific way whether you have ADHD or not, it picks up habits to survive. And so making new habits sometimes takes time. Um, but yeah, what would be like a habit of structure or self-compassion that has been really important for you on your journey and something that you help your clients with? Yeah. So like one particular habit or like the concepts of using structure and self-compassion in habits. Is that what you mean? Oh, dang. Okay. B. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, um, (laughs) sorry, that was weird. I just want to make sure. Also, sometimes I will like misunderstand the question and go off on a random tangent. So I wanted to make sure I understood the question. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So two of the most important things that I have started implementing that's helped me is, um, when it comes to regular wellness habits is light and flexible structure and self-compassion. Like those are the two backbones. So I think when we think of the word structure as ADHDers, uh, we kind of think of like the, the rigid neurotypical version of structure, right? And we can be really turned off by that and not want to, to implement structures. And that's how I used to be. I'm like, I'm just going to wing it because, 
uh, I don't want to be boxed in, right? Because we think, oh my God, structure. Okay. Right. Like I, that means I have to do the same thing every single day at the same time. And like, um, I, I know I talk about my husband a lot. Sorry. I'm obsessed with him, but like <laughs> the way I he does that. things, <laughs> the way he does things is like, he does the same, like he goes to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every single week, no matter what. And I'm like, how I, I would like just cry of boredom. Right. But like, and he does the same exercises, et cetera, et cetera. And so I used to think that I could never have any regular habits because I couldn't do it that way. When it comes to structure for ADHD years, uh, that's not what I mean when I say create structure. What I mean is um, if you've read the book Atomic Habits, I think that book gave me so many just like mind blowing realizations. But when I help my clients create structure with their habits, they are finding ways to make it easy, make it obvious, make it rewarding and make it satisfying. So um yeah. And it's like, so for example, you look at a habit that you want to cultivate, like let's say regular exercise. Um, Cause we know how great that is for ADHD years, but it can be hard to implement. Um, finding ways to make it easy, like reducing the steps of the, the amount of steps that you have to do to do the thing. So if you're trying to um, do a YouTube workout every single day, setting out your computer and just simplifying the process for when it's actually time to do the exercise so that you have less steps and less barriers. Um, making it obvious is so important for us ADHDers because we will forget. Like I found crumpled up pieces of paper that were like intentions, like 2017, you know, new year's resolutions. That thing was forgotten by, you know, January 4th, probably. <laughs> I was going to say yeah, January 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So and, uh, look at it. It's like 2019. I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, that would have been really good if I did that, you know, but so <laughs> making it obvious, like finding a way to put it in front of your face so you don't forget. Um, making it satisfying is really just making it fun, aka finding a way to inject dopamine into the thing. So if you hate doing the elliptical, which I'm like really feeling bad for my 17 year old self that thought I had to be on the elliptical for an hour every day. And that was what exercise was. Um, like you don't have to do that. You can find something that's actually fun for you. There's a lot of different variety, right? Um, and make it rewarding is literally setting up a reward for yourself, right? Like what's going to make this like, you know, give you positive motivation rather than always having that motivation from fear, uh, and being like, if I don't do this, then I'm going to look horrible on this date. You know what I'm saying? That's what I used to do. I was like, I need to exercise. Otherwise I'm gonna look terrible for spring break or whatever. I don't know why I keep going back to my college days, like those thoughts. Cause those were like, that's when it was at its worst, you know, but that's like um, so many people, I think experience that. Right. Right. And I, I, yeah, we really do across the board ADHD or not. Um, but it's really prevalent in ADHD years too, because we have a harder time cultivating those habits and actually following through with the things that will benefit our future, right? We have to learn our workarounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it comes to self-compassion, it's about self-compassion is not like being nice to yourself and patting yourself on the back when you did something great. It's about being kind to yourself in moments of failure um, or, or perceived failure, right? Because 
it's not a failure, right? And learning to kind of honor our natural rhythms and cycles will take a lot of self-compassion because a lot of us have been taught and we've been trying to fit ourselves in that mold of this is the way you do things consistently for so long that it can be really hard to be nice to ourselves in the moments that we're not conforming to that. Um, And when we are, you know, constantly judging ourselves, that's adding an extra layer of negative emotion to all of these things. And it's making it even harder. And when we can just forgive ourselves for being less than perfect and move on, um, it tends to be a lot easier, ironically, because we think beating ourselves up is the way to beat ourselves into submission, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And it's a common, it's such a common thing with ADHDers, right? And that was a journey. I think it's, it's a prevalent, uh, story, low self-worth, across like society, right? I think in terms of ADHD specifically, obviously there are huge um, self-esteem factors that kind of come along with it as well. So um, it's how can I be so freaking nice to myself, actually genuinely love and appreciate myself and see myself as worthy. And until I did that, nothing changed for me because I was the exact same. I was going to the gym all the time. And I remember my self-talk like when I was looking in the mirror even like recently I've had to probably like how many months ago, four or five months ago when I was like still training in Vancouver at the gym, I noticed like every time I would go in there, it was just so negative. Like my self-talk was really, really bad and comparing myself in the mirror to like just so nasty to myself. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And so then it was super, I don't even know what it was. It was super weird. I came to Mexico and all of a sudden I'm just like Gucci. It's all gone. (laughs) I'm like, I'm obsessed with being in the gym because I love like, giving my body that nourishment and like pushing myself and feeling really strong. And like, it's so weird. I was telling my friend the other day, it's like, I don't have that negative self-talk anymore, whether, I don't know, you know, I went through a journey again of like, okay, I need to implement my principles of self-love to allow myself to step into a new space. So maybe it's that as well. But um, yeah, I think so many people exercise to punish themselves and it's, that's not what it's about. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I, I so relate to everything you were saying. Like my thing was um, like, not at the gym, but every time I looked in the mirror, my habit was to look for the things that I didn't like. I was like, you know, checking them constantly. Like it was always my hips and like my, my legs, you know, but that was my thought habit. Right. And so I, and when we noticing them is the first thing, right. You notice it. And then, um, then you work on switching that around, right? So instead of, I had to actively practice catching myself, first you'll notice it afterwards. Like you'll leave the mirror and 20 minutes later, you'll be like, oh shoot, I was doing that thing again. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, and then you'll start noticing it during the moment and then you'll be able to catch it before. And um, that's kind of how the process goes. But like I, uh, then I started actively practicing looking at my body through a more neutral lens and started then after that started looking for things that I like. And now it's mm-hmm. not even, a ha- I don't look in the mirror and be like, look at those negative things anymore. It's funny how we look back and it's like, we're like, Oh shoot, I don't do that thing anymore. I don't even realize yeah. it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. The power of habits. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. So, though, your story about moving to Mexico and how that just kind of shifted it for you. That's awesome. It was so weird. I remember standing in the mirror and I was like looking at myself and I had my bikini on and I looked in the mirror and I was like, damn girl, you look good. And I was like, that's so weird. It just like switched overnight. And I was like, love myself. <laughs> I, I love it. Maybe. I love it. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I thrive in the heat. I just love it. I think it's the lifestyle, but yeah. Mm. Um, so, okay. Well, what about, what about I'm people from Florida, who, I so feel that? <laughs> yeah. Right. So freaking good. Um, so what about people who have this all or nothing mentality with ADHD and they're like, okay, well, I'm either going to go hundred percent or I'm not going at all. Oof. Well, first of all, that is, uh, uh me <laughs> and that's like my natural, uh, tendency. And the thing with all or nothing thinking is I think it's not good or bad. Like it, it just, it works for some people. It doesn't work for others. And it's about looking at your past patterns and saying, well, is this, has this been serving me historically? Like the way that I'm doing all or nothing, if it is with your wellness habits, has it been serving me thus far? Or if I look back at my patterns, do I notice that going all in has led to a long period mm -hmm. of burnout and it's not benefiting me to jump all in? And if it, that's where you're at right now, then it might be considering um, making that shift, you know, and because I have, we, we're ADHDers, it's pretty natural for us to be all or nothing. I've learned that I can channel that energy in other places. Like I can be all in on my hobby and be obsessed. And that'd be the only thing that I'm doing. And like, you know, that's totally fine. And then I could drop it and it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not going to beat myself up for that, but certain areas of my life that I do want those regular practices, like, um, exercise keeps me not a psycho. I'll just say that. Like, it's like my yes. mental sanity. That's something I don't want to be all or nothing with. I want to make sure I'm doing that practice regularly. So, um, learning those workarounds and, um, learning how to do it consistently has been super beneficial. And, uh, yeah. And kind of the way that I've done that, it like is through that structure and flex that structure and self-compassion. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and also actively kind of knowing my limits and listening to my body and not pushing past that burnout and exhaustion. So I kind of yeah. lost what the question was. I don't know. I got off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I was like, I was there for it. And I was like, you know, <laughs> um, no, we were talking about like all or nothing thinking. I was honestly perfect. Um, so, you know, <laughs> you're talking about how you can kind of have the slow burn with things. And I personally, I don't know, I thrive when I'm all or nothing. Like I know in my past, that is just in all aspects of my life that I do really well with that. Um, so when I have an opportunity to go all in for me, it's like, okay, I know that I can thrive in that state. Now I have to have the awareness about, okay, you need to like take a rest or you have to have a day off or, you know, whatever. And, um, I don't know. I find when I go all in, like, for example, uh, I'm going through a phase right now, whether it's a phase or like my new lifestyle, I don't know, but I was like in the gym and I trained super hard in the gym a lot. And then I was like, ah, I'm not seeing the results that I want. Right. And so I was like, I need to hire a trainer kind of what you were saying before to get me what I need. And then I was like, no, I have been literally exercising and training and had coaches. Like I've always been involved in sports and I had, um, you know, I've hired personal trainers for like long periods of time to help me with my technique. And I know how to work out, right? Like I don't need somebody else to help me. So right. I was like, okay, let's just like go all in. And so I've been going all in, um, on my training, on my macros. Um, for those of you who don't know, macros is like tracking your nutrition, how many uh, like carbs and proteins and everything like that you're eating in a day. And I just feel like literally so freaking amazing. I feel just like 
so energetic because I'm not eating crap. And, um, for me, it's like super, like I'm just thriving right now, but is this going to be my lifestyle forever? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> like, we'll see, we'll roll with it, but yeah. it's not for everybody. Right. 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 And that, that is the key. I think exactly what you just explained is knowing yourself, right. That, you know, yourself and you're like, that's my goal, honestly, with every client is for like them to stop being like, Chelsea, what do I do? And for them to be like, no, you know what? Actually, I do thrive with all or nothing thinking. And this is how I, it works for me. And this is what I'm all in on right now. And I'm like, perfect. That's the whole point is what works for me is not going to work for every single one of my clients, yeah. right? It is such an individual experience and it's about embracing that individuality, you know, and yes. finding what that flavor is for you. And the other thing too, is, um, when it comes to all or nothing thinking for people that do like to be all in like you, another thing that is important is, um, realizing number one, that there's nothing wrong with the nothing part of it, right? Like mm -hmm. it's kind of gotta be cyclical. If you're going all in, then you're probably going to need a period of downtime afterwards and re mm -hmm. remembering to have that self-compassion during that period and not thinking you'll be on the all all the time. Cause it's just like physically impossible. We're not robots. Right. So I think mm -hmm. that's awesome that you yeah. found what's working for you right now and the lack of attachment you had to it. You're like, you know, it, this is what I'm loving right now, but if something else comes along that I love more, I'm totally open to moving to that. That is like gold, I think for yeah. wellness. Mindset. Well, I think, I think it's so important too, because it is like, uh, even with my schedule, like for a long time, I thought, okay, when I'm like, start my business, I'm going to have this schedule and it's going to be this exact schedule for my whole life. And okay. When I start working out, well, I need to like go all in on it because if I don't do this forever, then like I've quote unquote failed when it's like, not at all. Like if I can choose something that makes me thrive right now, I'm going to wake up and keep committing to that every day. And if it's not serving me anymore, how can I find something that is serving me? So it's totally, uh, like, you know, taking part in like sports, trying different activities. Um, you know, I've done like a bajillion different sports and just because I switched to something else doesn't mean I failed. It was like, sweet, that's, that served its season. That served its time in my life. I learned so much from it. I had a great time. So now it's like, what else, what other, like, you know, I, I was thinking in the gym this morning, I'm like, Oh my God, imagine like all the other like activities I'm going to take part in. And I'm only 30, 30 same as you, 31, like uh, all the activities that I'm going to try before I'm like 80, you know, <laughs> it's going to be so cool. Yes, that is exactly how I feel completely <laughs> like, yeah. And, and finding that excitement and what provides that excitement, I think is like super key for us ADHDers. Cause if we're bored, it's just not going to happen, you know? <laughs> uh, oh my God. Um, and, yeah. And another parallel that I've noticed, it's funny. I've realized such a parallel between, um, business for me and health and wellness, because I've noticed that all those things that you were saying, like, we're used to try to micromanage your schedule and think it was going to be the same thing every single day. Right. Like, that's totally how I was too. And when I started my business and I realized that it's about releasing control, um, and releasing control of the outcome and not trying to like, Oh, one time somebody said it to me, I was getting, um, a tarot card reading actually. Um, and she said that it was like, I'm, I'm trying to squeeze a hose, a garden hose so tight, um, 
that only dribbles are coming out. And if I would just release it, then the flow of abundance and everything that I want will come into my life, but I'm quite literally strangling it. And I think about that probably daily. <laughs> and uh, that's what, that's what I did with my business. And that's what I did with my body. And it's like been such a practice of surrender for me and just being yeah. like, you know what, whatever happens, happens, but you know, trying to strangle this thing isn't helping. <laughs> oh my gosh, straight up. And it like, I'm so glad that you brought it up about business as well. The more that you force something, whether it's like relationships, business, your body, anything, the more that you force it, it's like, it never works. And the more that you show up, you do your part and then you surrender and let go and trust that you are always being supported and that everything always freaking works out exactly as it's supposed to. Oh my God. Like that has saved me so much, uh, like emotional turmoil. And the more that I lean into that, the more that I have like peace of mind and I can chill when quote unquote, I used to get like so stressed about things, especially in my business, right? Like oh my God, this client didn't come through. Now I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> you know, right. like, I don't stress about it anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that made me think of something. See, this is what happens when two ADHD years get on a podcast, right? So <laughs> I know, right? I was looking at the time. I was like, ah, time limits on the window. <laughs> I'll say this thing really quick and then I will. Okay. Don't so because <laughs> I feel like it's relevant. So you said about how the universe, um, like everything happens for a reason, right? And and that phrase is so, I think, overused and people are like, yeah, yeah, whatever, but I'm still going to try to control it. Um, something happened with my dog yesterday and it made me something in my, my head kind of click. Um, so yesterday I dropped, I dropped, I broke two glass items yesterday. Okay. So I'm very clumsy, but the second item I dropped, I shattered on the floor and my dog tried to come over and she was obviously going to be stepping in broken glass. So I was like, no, no, no. And I grabbed her and like dragged her away and like put her in it, like put her in a different room, you know? And she looked at me just like heartbroken. Like, why would you ever do that to me? And I'm sure you're like, where's the story going? Right. Um, <laughs> I promise it'll connect back. But um, she, you know, she was heartbroken. She didn't understand why I was like, redirecting her and being like, you know, almost very aggressively taking her away from the thing that she wanted to do, which was, you know, check out the thing that just fell on the floor. She probably thought it was food. Um, but that it was, I was protecting her. Right. And I think about that a lot. I think about that now in terms of the universe, like we get redirected, the thing that we don't want to happen might happen. Like the most thing we are the most afraid of might happen. So in business, maybe mm -hmm. it is, um, launching and zero people show up. Right. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't know though. It's almost like my dog. She didn't know what that was protecting her from. Right. We don't yeah. know what new direction it's trying to bring us in. And that thought mm -hmm. has given me a lot of comfort in releasing control. So, yeah, <laughs> it's like, honestly, it's super, super. Um, I had a friend and she had all these like mishaps happen and she posted on social media. It was like mishap after mishap after mishap. She's like, it was like 500 million things in a row. And it was like, you don't actually know if like five of those steps happened so that you didn't get hit by a car that day or, you know, you, I don't know, something happened, right? Like there's so many things that are happening in your favor that people don't realize. So letting just yes. it unfold and not stressing out about the outcome. Super cool. Um, okay. okay. So just before we kind of wrap up this episode, right? Um, a lot of people um, with ADHD, they say, well, I get bored easily of things, right? So how can 
Um, you know, like I don't want to be going to the gym every day. Anne-Marie is crazy. I don't want to be doing the same routine all the time. Um, you know, you mentioned the same thing as your husband, right? So how can you keep novelty in your fitness or health routine so that you're still giving your body what it, your brain and your body what it needs? I love this question because I love talking about novelty. Um, I'm such a novelty seeker. I get super bored super easily. So there's lots of different ways you can do this. Um, and I'll just share a couple. So one thing that I like to do, and I actually recorded a podcast about this, it's called a concept that I kind of created or got from some, I don't know, you know, how these things happen. It's like, I didn't create it, but like probably pulled a culmination of different ideas. But anyways, yep. it's, ha it's habit plus option. So you have your habit, your core habit, that's going to benefit you in some way. Um, cause I don't believe in habits just for the purpose of habits, right? It's like, it's gotta, if it's gotta be in my life, it's benefiting me in some way. So exercise, let's say that's a habit that you want to cultivate pretty regularly, but you can create a menu for yourself of all the options that are available to you right now. Um, and choose from that menu. And like every single time it gets to be something new. So you might have skateboard. Boarding, uh, surfing, aerial silks, go for a walk, go for a run, do a YouTube workout, um, do a, like I have a few apps on my phone, like pull an app um, exercise, do, go to a bar class. I have a thing called Class Pass, which is oh, yeah. a lot. Have you done Class Pass? I love it. They have it in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, every ADHD year's dream because you pay yeah. a certain amount a month and you get access to a bunch of different exercise studios. So habit plus option is one way I do it. Like I like to create a menu and just give myself the freedom to in the moment versus like saying, I'm going to go for a run every single day for a month by the fifth day, I'm going to be sick of it. But if I have different options of how I'm getting that exercise in, it keeps it fun and exciting. So that's one thing. Another thing is, I think when it comes to ADHDers that struggle with nutrition, health, wellness, what we tend to do is hop from diet to diet, right? So like whole 30, all right, did that over it. Um, that didn't work. I'm going to go to counting macros or I'm going to count calories or do weight watchers or hop from thing to thing, right? I could probably, oh my God, I don't even know how many different diets I've done. Um, what I like to do and what we do in my membership is instead we do, um, it's a concept called one habit a month. So every month I have like a very a specific structure that I teach people how to implement a habit in a month. Right. Um, and of course they're getting to create their own structures. I'm teaching them how to create their own structures, but each month you, you do a new habit. So let's say the first month you're focusing on building balanced meals, right? How long, like, does it take until you get bored of a habit? Usually by like week three, you're like, okay, I'm kind of over mm -hmm. this. Right. Well, at the start of the new month, you get to focus on a brand new, shiny, exciting habit. Right. And the idea is stacking up the habits over time. So if you started with balanced meals the next month, you're still doing balanced meals, but you have a new main focus. Maybe it's exercise. And then the next month, the new main focus is hydration. And after that, the new main focus is meditation, et cetera, et cetera. And you get to do, you get to keep the novelty and excitement of starting something new or really focusing on something new, but you're building up these habits over time. Um, and this is a relatively new membership, but the clients who started at the beginning and are now on their third habit are loving this and loving that they get yeah. to 
feed into their novelty seeking tendencies and it gets to be fun and enjoyable. And they're like, this is really friggin' cool, you know? And I just, it's, I, it's been very fun to kind of try out this new method, right. And see what works for ADHD years and what doesn't. So, yeah, I think that's so, that's so how- brilliant. So brilliant. Thank you. I, you know, everything's an experiment. So it's like, let's try this out and see how it goes. Um, yeah. And it seemed to work for a lot of ADHDers. So I think that's freaking brilliant. I really, really love that. And it's like, I got excited thinking about that. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> even though I know I can't do all the habits at once, I'm like, I can do it. <laughs> I've got my, my habit tracker next to my bed right now in my, um, which is the best place for a habit tracker because it's like, I go to bed and I'm like looking at it and I'm like, okay, cool. I know even in the daytime, I'm like, do I want to get to the end of the day and then stare at my habit tracker before I go to bed and <laughs> not be able to cross it off? I'm like, no, I'm keeping my streak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you're right. It is is the best place right bef- right by your bed because otherwise if I have a habit tracker um, I'm never going to fill it out but I'm just going to forget about it in five days goes by and I'm like I don't know if I did those habits or not right <laughs> yeah no exactly cool okay so now we're kind of coming to summarize everything so what are the benefits like let's recap the benefits of doing you know focusing on your health and wellness for ADHDers who are in business Yeah. Um, I mean, the benefits are endless, right? Like when it comes to wellness, I think, um, like just more mental clarity, more energy, um, for me, a big thing with reason, big why for my wellness is emotional stability, (laughs) which we ADHDers can struggle with. I'll speak for myself. Right. And that helps me perform so much better in my business. So, Um, and all of these concepts and wellness, like I said, have bled over into my business. So that's why I think this conversation is so cool between us because we have a lot of similar thoughts about, um, these things, but just in two different areas. So again, I, I forgot what the question was, but I just rambled. So (laughs) no, that was, no, it was perfect. It was perfect. Um, so, okay. Now that we're kind of summarizing everything, I want to summarize for our listeners, what are like the main points that we covered? So I will let you start with the first few. So um, yeah, what are the main topics that we talked about? Shoot, Anne-Marie, how, how do you think I'm going to remember this? I don't know what we talked <laughs> Okay, okay, fine. I'll put you on the spot. I'll put you on the spot here. I got this. I got notes. I got notes. So I'll talk about it, and then you you add in anything that you need to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember what we talked about. Sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, so the first one is how we can still have structure with ourselves. And when we are, have a time when we quote unquote, some people would perceive it as failure. It's not failure, but when we're not 100% on our structure all the time, it's having that self-compassion with yourself when you're not, um, you know, when you have a day when you don't go to the gym or something like that and you prioritize yourself, right? So having, having, having compassion and kindness for yourself. Is there anything you want to add to that point? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, flexible structure plus self-compassion, um, can be really beneficial for ADHDers. So perfect. Cool. 
Um, and then when they have the all or nothing mentality, right, it's allowing yourself to lean into, okay, if you are somebody who is all or nothing, that's cool, go for it, run with it. And then if you are somebody who kind of likes to flow with things, it's finding the flow for you that empowers you that makes you feel good about yourself. And when you're interested in kind of doing something else, it's, it's not a bad thing. Um, and giving yourself breaks if you're on the all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Like just looking back at your patterns um, and figuring out does all or nothing benefit me or does it not? And if it doesn't, how can I make tweaks to that um, to find something that works better with my natural cycles and flows and tendencies? Um, and if it does work for me, yeah, how can I? remember to be kind to myself in the nothing part, right? And allowing that rest and knowing if I'm going hard, that I'm going to have to rest hard for an equal amount of time usually, right? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then the very last thing that we talked about, which is super freaking important for ADHDers and being successful in, you know, whether it's business or uh, health and wellness is finding the novelty. So finding a way to bring in the novelty. And I love that tip that you had is implementing a new habit um, each month. So it's like you're, you're stacking on your habits that are supporting you. I think that's so brilliant. Yeah. And you can, this can totally work, not just for wellness habits. It can be any kind of habit, right? You could totally use this for business habits. Honestly, I've been focusing on responding to messages and DMs. That's been a business habit I've been doing this with. Um, but yeah, just allowing, I think the whole thing is, um, and my whole message overall is just leaning into who you are versus trying to change who you are and realizing you can change some of your structures and some of the ways you do things to work better for you rather than the other way around, trying to change you to fit better into the world around you. And I think ADHDers, Oof, that's huge because we spend a lot of time trying to fit into a dynamic that we don't really fit into, right? Oh my God. Yeah, 500%. I love, that's like the best thing that you could have left with a parting, parting notes. <laughs> so um, what are, yeah, okay. So basically we've gone over everything that we've covered. So what are some ways that we can work with you? Yes. Okay. Well, you guys can come follow me on Instagram and TikTok if you'd like, if you want to connect. I love um, getting messages from people. So come say, hey, my Instagram is part-time wellness. Um, and that's kind of, the, you know, the playoff, the concept of, you know, your habits don't have to be every single day. It could just be a part-time thing, right? It doesn't have to be obsessive. I love that. Uh, so that's me on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I also have a podcast, Vibrancy with ADHD. Um, I like to be all over the place, obviously, ADHD. And um, I, uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, I have a membership and it is health and mindset coaching for women with ADHD. So if this stuff interests you, you can check it out at www.thehabitedit.com. Um, and it's essentially everything we talked about in this episode um, put into practice, right? And yeah. finding that individual plan that works for you. Sometimes it's kind of hard to be like, when we've been trying to fit into somebody else's box for so long, it can be really hard to find out what even is my box look like, right? So it kind of guides you through that process. So yeah. Yeah, I that. love that so much. So yes, freaking go over and follow Chelsea on Instagram. Go and check out her um, membership. I looked at it. It looks freaking amazing. It sounds amazing from um, 
what you mentioned and how you you're stacking those habits in there. And it sounds so perfect for people with ADHD. So if you're an entrepreneur and you are struggling to maintain and have peace of mind with your habits in terms of your wellness and how you're looking after yourself, go and get the support for this, right? This is literally the most basic building block for you to be successful in your business. And Chelsea freaking knows the thing. She's had an amazing story. She knows what she's doing. So go over and take a look at all of that. And um, I'm going to post in the show notes where everybody can connect with you so they can find you over there. But I've had such a great time talking to you and it's been so freaking amazing. So thank you so much for coming on the episode. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Anne-Marie. This was so much fun and I love learning from you on all of your different platforms. So I feel super honored that I got to be on your podcast. This is so fun. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I hope you guys all have the most amazing day and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Have you begun to realize how powerful this work really is? Each and every time that you tune in, you're learning to master this work. You're transforming your own life and your business. If you are someone who really loves to help other people, please share this episode on social media to help transform someone else's life. And if you really love this episode and you found value, please leave me a review. It will help us create a positive change and shift the way the world sees ADHD. I also really love to connect with my listeners. So you can find me on Instagram and Clubhouse at annemarie.espina. And if you have any questions, please email hello at annemarieespina.com and your questions may be featured in upcoming episodes. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time.